are you still living in Brighton? Um, I wasn't for the last sort of, um, I don't know, I think I moved away from in 2010 and I've just moved back. So I'm the new okay, yeah. back again. You actually went to Los Angeles for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I ended up being there for probably like almost five years. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I always had to come back to do stuff, so. You're actually in Brighton. <laughs> You're living in Brighton again. Um, Hove. In Hove. <laughs> Hove, actually. We've got to get that right, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I technically live in Hove. <laughs> um, and Brian, why did you decide to come back here? Well, I was one of those people, like, I just can never settle anywhere properly. And um, I decided that since I've been doing lots of music, I'm doing um, my solo stuff and Blubber Cheese stuff, I was like, I should probably just come back here to make my life a bit easier doing all that. And um, I, my sister lives here, actually, and it's been nice to see her a lot more. And uh, I don't know, I just felt like, I think maybe it's to do with COVID, you know, all that stuff. It sort of made me reevaluate a few things. So yeah, I thought I'll come back to Hove. <laughs> I've never lived in Hove, but it's the first time right. living here. And, and yeah, like we've got a little um, studio and stuff in, in the lanes in Brighton and right. we have a label as well. So we yeah. work from, from there. So it's pretty handy and yeah, it's nice. It's nice being by the sea again. It's freezing yeah. though. <laughs> it's freezing. You, it's not boring by the sea then. <laughs> well, we'll see how, how long it takes me to yeah. get bored. <laughs> so uh, Stephen is still based in Brighton then? Yeah, he's always been here. Yeah. So you've basically got two hats at the moment, haven't you? So obviously, Blood Red Shoes is still going and you've got new music coming out next year uh, and a tour. But um, you've also decided to do your own solo project. Yeah, that's right. And, you, and you've got the mini album. It's a mini album, isn't it? Technically. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's an EP really, but they just, I don't know who said to call it a mini mm. album, but <laughs> I suppose it's kind of a bit longer than an EP. So yeah, it's just like the beginning of it. I have... Um, I'm probably going to release an album next year. Um, okay. But I just wanted to start off with this and sort of introduce it. And I was like, I had these songs for so long and I just wanted to get them out. And it ended up that it was sort of at the same time as Blubber Cheese almost. So, yeah, it's quite funny that it's um, going back and forth between both projects, which is very different from one another. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the music in a second, but um, just to sort of clarify... Are you intending to do any solo shows or anything separate oh, yeah, from Love definitely. Red Shoes? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, I just got to figure it out. I think um, we're just concentrating on our Love Red Shoes tour in January, February, hoping that, you know, stuff isn't going to get cancelled. But I keep seeing stuff being cancelled again. Would that be solo or would you have a band with you, do you think? Ideally? I'll have a band with me. I mean, yeah. I've done a live session that you can sort of see um, – that is me playing with a band in um, Jimi Hendrix's bedroom in London. We did a session, live session. So I'll, I'll probably do it like that. Jimi Hendrix's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it was. So his his bedroom in London is a museum. Handel and Hendrix Museum, it's called. And right. they both lived in the building. Yeah, it's really cool. It's exactly how uh, his room was. And it's got like lots of his clothes and things in glass like cases and and the bedroom is exactly as it as it was like they've recreated it but his girlfriend that he lived with I think in the bedroom um she's had all the stuff so I sat on the bed and we played around it was really cool um it's it's such a cool vibe 
I didn't know there was a museum based on where he lived, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. And Handel, the composer, you're talking about? Yeah, Handel, yeah. Okay, I take he lived, it the bed- he lived there as well. I take it the bedroom is fairly big then. No, no, it's not at all. It's just like a little bedsit. Um, okay. <laughs> it's really cool though. It's like, you know, what you'd imagine. But it's, no, it's not big at all. I don't know how we fit in, but you can no. view it, the session on um, YouTube. So is that um, to do with the song Ceremony? Yeah, so I've posted, I think, two songs of Tongue Called Nothing and Ceremony. Both the live versions mm. of that are on YouTube at the moment. There are some more, but I haven't put them out yet. So, yeah, so the, so the two songs have been released, Ceremony and, and Tongue Called Nothing, which is the name of the um, of the release, the album, mini album. Yeah. And obviously it's very different from what um, we, we know of you from Blood Red Shoes. Was it something that you just were hankering to do? You just needed to do it because... Um, you know, Blood Run Shoes are great, you know, and, and everything, but you're obviously restricted in what you can do because of the format and everything. And, and it's there's a sort of an idea about Blood Run Shoes, isn't it? But but now you're sort of expanding into sort of different realms, different music. How did it all come about? Why did why did you why did you want to do it? I guess it's just I've wanted to do it for ages. I have done some solo shows in the past, but um it was always like in between stuff. I've had I've had lots of solo songs for a long time, but I just hadn't really kind of got it together to like do a release or anything. And it really is just, I guess, in Blubbered Shoes, you know, we write together really well and we have a sort of, not format, but we just, you know, the stuff that we write is like one side of us, you know, and it works really well. But like, you know, as we've been musicians and been in this band for like, we've been in Blubber Shoes 17 years, you know, our tastes and things have changed as well along the way. Like Steve produces loads of bands. He's a really good producer and his, and his like musical taste has kind of changed quite a lot as well. Like he, he's really into sort of like more electronic-y sort of stuff. And I've like listened to a lot more um, sort of singer songwritery like acoustic stuff and also like kind of Americana. We just went and experimented when we've had like time away from the band and that's how that started with me. And it's just like another side of me and I like really enjoy sort of writing songs that are different to what I'm known for, but also it's a kind of challenge for me. It's like probably easy for lots of people to just sort of write normal chords and stuff, like to write songs, but that's just never how I've written in the band. So it's kind of a challenge for me to do that and I just really enjoy it. It's sort of my own thing, so. Yeah. I can write lyrics in a way that are quite personal to me. Whereas yeah. in Blubber Shoes, you know, we do write personal stuff, but it's a bit weird to do it too much when you're, you know, we both sing in the band. So it, it sort of feels like this is my little outlet to just sort of like be really sort of raw with my emotions. What sort of music do you really like? Obviously, I do really like heavy and punk rock music. But yeah. when I'm, when I'm my like kind of stuff I listen to a lot is like I love Elliot Smith. I love Father John Misty. I just got into Wee's Blood. I don't know if I say that right. Uh, I didn't know about her and I started listening to that recently and I really enjoy that. And the new artist called Natalie Bergman. I just went and saw her recently in London. Yeah. And it's kind of gospel music. So, yeah, I've been listening to just, some, I guess, a lot of solo artists. And, um, and I like, you know, sort of old stuff as well, like... Uh, love the Beatles but I've been listening to um more sort of songs that were crafted with maybe yeah. just like we could just sit and play with an acoustic guitar and I find that quite challenging to sort of try and write a song that 
is like that. So, yeah. so who else was involved in, in the making of the, of the record? I mean, I started recording with Ed Harcourt, um, yeah. who is an artist. And well, I had the songs and I, I kind of met Ed and I was going to play with him, his band for a bit. And, and then I just thought, actually, he might be really good to help me um, record this. So I think I started off doing four songs with him. We played it live, him, another guy in drums and me. And we played it live, the bones of the songs live at Rack Studios in London. And then we didn't actually get to finish it together. I took it away and then I finished it myself um, in LA. I just kind of did a bit at home, went to a couple of studios. I just sort of fiddled with it for ages. And then I did a couple when, during the lockdown, I ended up just doing a couple here in Brighton. I finished the last two songs here. So it's been a real like mixture of um, moving around, but it's mostly just been me um, doing it myself. Yeah. And sort of like trying to get it how I wanted it and not have the pressure of a time limit, really. I mean, a good and bad thing, because sometimes, you know, you just need to finish it. But I yeah. I just sort of I think it's because it's the first thing that I'm doing on my own. And I just was like really just trying to figure out what it is that I want it to sound like. And yeah, it'll probably be easier when I do the next thing because I have more of an idea. But um, but yeah, so I was sort of fiddling around with it, changing things, doing my vocals in all. I don't know. I did. I think I did my vocals just in my mum's kitchen, which somehow right. I seem to do lots of my vocals in. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, but the the drums and the and the bass and stuff was was um, recorded in Rap Studios, which is, sounds really good there. So you're obviously quite versed in in recording and production, and uh, yeah, you can do it, basically do it yourself. Uh, a lot of it anyway. Or, well, with an engineer, or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just sort of know what it is I want, and I think. Um, Steve and I have recorded so much together, like Love Trees on our own. We've, we've done loads of stuff yeah. on our own. So I got used to that. And whenever I'm stuck, he's really good because he's so good at it. He just like, I'm like, I want it to sound like this. He's like, right, you need to do this. You need to do that. So he's really helpful with that. Good. And then uh, obviously the title track has been released as well, Town Called yeah. Nothing. I was just reading some notes um, around that about... Um, a once a year habit of having your tarot read right yeah. um, <laughs> somewhere in um venice beach uh, it's somehow that seemed to feed into the uh the, the song itself is that right yeah so basically it was the first song i wrote for the record and that's kind of how it that shaped sort of the direction i was going and that was the first time i was like okay i could maybe try this little slight americana tinge to to my music I don't know where it came from but I was just um in LA at friends I was, I was subletting my friend's house and um one night I just didn't have anything to do and there was this guitar there that was really not pl- very playable it was really old and the strings were like so far off the fretboard I was really couldn't play much like bar chords or anything it was so I was just playing standard chords because it was the easiest thing to do and I wrote the song and it just came out really fast yeah. The lyrics were Tank or Nothing. And I thought, that's weird that that's just come out. And it, and the song is really about relationships where you sort of, you know, it's kind of at an end, but you keep going back and you don't know why, because it's just like a dead end. And that was what the song is actually about. But I thought the words like Tank or Nothing, I was like, maybe there is a Tank or Nothing. So um, the story being is earlier that day, I'd gone, like because the sublet was in uh, Venice Beach, I'd walked along the broadwalk and, it's pretty cheesy to get your tarot read there, but I thought 
I'm not here very often, so why not? I did it. I didn't really believe anything she said because I was like, it doesn't make any sense. But she said, um, you'll find your heart in Arizona. And I was like, really? And then so when I wrote, then I went back, wrote the song. And then when I thought, OK, I'm going to Google see if there is a town called Nothing. Turns out there is and it's in Arizona. So right. I was like, that, that is weird. <laughs> so I yeah. actually then the next day drove out there and went to the town called Nothing, which is nothing there apart from this big sign which is like something out of a movie and I just was like wow this is crazy that this exists and um apparently two people live there uh but there wasn't anyone there I camped out I've been there loads of times I think I think maybe I did find the heart there because I I love it I think yeah eventually try and build a house on there that's my dream (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so that's the kind of story behind that tarot card I never had my tarot read um how does it how does it work exactly i mean <laughs> in a nutshell if you're able to there's some cards they shuffle them and they yeah. have all have meanings and you can kind of interpret them in many ways and yeah. whoever is doing the tarot reading has their interpretation of the cards i guess i mean they all mm. have like a basic meaning but um yeah and they read them to you and some weird things have happened when i've done it some things have really have actually happened but Maybe it's one of those things where you hear it and then you're like, you make it happen in your subconscious. Who knows? Yes. Mm. That's the, that's the beauty of it. I think the, the, um, yeah. the mystery of it. Can you talk about um, any songs in particular? Is there, is there a sort of any kind of themes running through or, you know, how, how would you describe the, the work as a whole? I think there is definitely Americana tinge to it. I think ceremony is the one that is, a little bit more like psychedelic maybe compared to the others I guess the themes running through it is like relationships um and like maybe a lot to do with fear I was thinking about what my songs mean but it's sort of like to do with fear and like abandonment and I don't know all the things that people kind of play on people's minds but yeah somehow it's sort of come out in these songs and um and then it's also there's one song in it that's just like completely flip the script and it's like about uncomplicated relationships and not trying to make it all like yeah. deep and like, hard so and and I think also like when I was writing the songs I was traveling around a lot the states and um, I, I really love taking photos so I've taken sort of a series of photos that kind of go alongside the record a lot of the photos are all like abandoned towns like ghost towns and that has kind of played into the lyrics as well so it's kind of all ties in and that kind of abandonment um and I spend a lot of time on my own and I think that's partly it as well like traveling around and taking photos and writing mm. songs <laughs> and the photography side I mean I'm, I'm I love photography as well is, is it um what do you use is it just a 35 mil or do you using your smartphone or what are you you (laughs) using (laughs) um yeah I've mostly the photos I took around that time are all 35 millimeter and a lot of it is just like point and shoot stuff but um I've got I have got like a quite a nice digital camera that I've been using recently and like figuring that out but I really like film I think I just like the excitement of film because you know you yeah what you get and I, I like Polaroid as well and, you know, I use my phone as well. If I've got nothing else, I'll do it. You know? Sure. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be releasing some prints um, soon of that, like, relate to the music and sort of doing maybe a little exhibi- exhibition of that right. as well. 
Do you, do you have an outlet for your photographs? Is there a separate kind of outlet? Or yeah, there is. Um, I started an Instagram page. Um, yeah. Just because I thought, well, I can put it all up there, and it's called the Thrill of Losing. The Thrill of Losing. What's that about? Well, <laughs> the Thrill of Losing. Some, it, yeah, it's something that my dad told me about, and I thought it was interesting, and I don't know why I just named the page that. Yeah. Um, and it's about like you know when people like gamble or they like yeah gambling and stuff like that. My dad was saying there's a, a thing that's called the thrill of losing and it's not about a lot of the time people are addicted to that stuff. It's not actually about the thrill of winning. It's about the thrill of losing. And he kind of told me this whole thing about it. And I, and I thought that was kind of cool. There's a sort of a, a kind of a weird psychology associated with that, isn't there? Like uh, yeah. you know, this idea of being caught, this idea of being, you know, losing, exactly. which is um, quite hard to get your head around. I, I don't know. Is it, is it a reflection of them people or somebody being in a bad space or I think it is just like part of an addiction of something or like yeah I suppose like what you said like the thrill of being caught or something that's like almost yeah. more more of a thrill than actually winning or getting away with it yeah and it's great that you're able to combine you know blood red shoes with with this and um and that's that's brilliant you know, you've got those outlets now to express your, yourself in musical terms, which is brilliant. Because obviously, it's, it, you know, it's all happening at the same time. So you've got um, something coming out in the new year. Our record is called Ghosts on Tape. comes out, pretty sure it's the 13th or something of January. A morbid Fascination has, has already been released from that. It's your sixth yeah. album. First album since 2000 and. 19, I think. 19, 2019. Yeah. So I think when I spoke to you before, which was probably about 2017 or 2018, something like that, I think there was that you were in Los Angeles or you'd just come back and there was a period of time when you thought Bloodwood Shoes may or may not happen, but then you kind of got back together to see what would happen and then it kind of yeah. took off from there. And so it seems to have, you know, got that new lease of life and you're continuing with that, which is brilliant. And you're going to be touring it as well. Yeah, bright, from the 18th of January. Yeah, of, of the bright days at Chalk as well. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So I was just, uh, just a quote from Stephen with regards to the album, which I thought was 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 interesting. He, he says, according to the press release, we've always been outsiders right from the very beginning. And this album is, is about us asserting ourselves as our own little islands. Obviously, this idea of being outsiders, I guess, because you've, you've basically forged your own path haven't you you've done you've been very much a diy kind of outfit yeah you've done things how you want to do you've done things on your own mm. terms but i guess you've also been you know dealing with the music industry and the sort of traditional orthodox kind of way yeah. of doing things and is that is that been a factor it's like people saying well you can't do that you know you're doing it wrong or you should join us or you, you know blah 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 um, i think it's more like i think it's something to do with maybe the uk i mean i think it's like um this weird thing that um when a band's been around for ages, it's like you either, it's sort of like, it's really hard because we get a lot of people like, oh yeah, they've been around for ages. We're not that interested. Almost like it's sort of like a bad thing because everyone's so obsessed with new, you know? Yeah. And um, and I feel like it's a shame because, you know, bands, you know, used to be able to take like a while to find their sound, you know? All these bands that we love, like Radiohead and like Blur. And, well, you know, exactly. To yeah. do it. And yeah. I feel like it's very like throwaway now with um, a lot of things. Mm. And so I think for us, like we found it quite hard in this country because we sort of don't, we get overlooked a lot, I think. And um, 
and we've always done things our own way and we've always been quite like we've been supportive of a lot of bands and as well and like bringing them to and and I think um yeah I think in that sense that we haven't really fitted in because we sort of we don't get on the radio much I think it's like we're too no one really can make out exactly what we are we're not like super radio friendly but we're not really too punk or heavy for that other scene yeah and it's sort of like there's two singers and I think people get a bit confused or something and 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 you know it's just like we sort of got a bit known in like early days and like enemy and all that stuff. And then sort of when that went, like we just went on and did this, all this other stuff. But I think it's not so much obviously fans, but it's maybe more like the industry here. They just sort of like, don't really know what we've been up to because we just sort of do our own thing. Yeah. We've got our own label. And I think a lot of the time we, we don't really shout about it either. So people no. don't know what we've been up to. We actually get up to a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Velveteen Records? Is that your own label? Our label is Jazz Life. So Velveteen right. is our management, but um, okay. we we put out the vinyl and stuff on our label, Jazz Life. Yeah. Right. Okay. Brilliant. So, I mean, obviously that, having that little bit of a break, it's, it just gave you a new lease of life, didn't it, I guess? Or yeah, sometimes, I think sometimes you need to have that, don't you? Kind of reassess. Yeah. And... Yeah. And also, you know, we've been playing together so long and like, you know, sometimes it can be like up and down, but at the end of the day, we've always been able to write songs. And we, um, I feel like we still, we never have that like block, you know, we still are able to write stuff together and be excited by it. So until that ends, then, you know, we'll keep on doing it. All right. Brilliant stuff. And Ghosts on Tape is that, so can you, can you sort of talk about the, the title, why, where that comes from, what that means? It's, it's kind of, well, a lot of the themes running in the album is like the time. Um, we were listening to loads of sort of crime podcasts, which I'm quite obsessed with. Um, right. I've, always, I've always been into sort of like crime books and, you know, all that kind of stuff, detective work. And we've always been sort of doing stuff like that. Like our second album's all about lots of like Twin Peaks references and things like that. So um, it's, it's sort of got a bit of that running through it, like the sort of crime element and then we sort of got into sort of ghost finders you know like people that go into houses and they record sounds yeah. and um, and so I don't know how the name came it's actually Steve's idea of that name and then we were like it kind of sounds cool because I don't know we just thought it worked yeah. there isn't like a big grand sort no. of story behind it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously there's just well the song morbid fascination sort of relates a bit to it doesn't it as well and uh, yeah exactly it just seemed to be the themes like throughout the record without us even realizing it and yeah kind of all came together i i so i i'm sensing a bit of a david lynch theme running through everything that you do well something yeah it always is yeah yeah i think <laughs> you know we've always been like massive fans and yeah it's really hard to like get that out of your brain and yeah you, yeah i just love everything that he's done Good stuff. So when you go out on tour, you'll be playing some stuff from the new album, won't you? And then um, yeah. mixing that with older older tunes as well, older stuff. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, we, it... we released an EP as well this year. So we're yeah. going to be playing e the EP stuff, new album stuff, and then we'll pick out, you know, it's going to be hard actually to write the set list because yeah. we'll probably change it up quite a lot so we kind of vary yeah. the songs. But yeah, we've got a lot to choose from and um, I've got to try and yeah. remember all of it. I was trying to go through it last night and I was like, oh my God, it's been so long. It's been like two years. Have you been doing many gigs at all in the last couple No, of years? we haven't done any for two years. You haven't yeah. done the Blood Red Shoe show for since no. COVID struck, right? Yeah, but even before that, because we were writing this record and um, 
we actually recorded this record just as yeah. the as the lockdown happened, the first one. Right. And, okay. and we were in the that's kind of why I'm back in England as well, because I came from LA and I and we were in the studio and I just kind of got stuck here. And then yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, we've had it we've had it recorded for a while. So the UK tour will be your first show shows. It will. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing any secret warm-ups or anything beforehand or anything, I don't know, just to just to find your feet, as it were. <laughs> not that I know of. No. Okay. I mean, maybe something will come up, but yeah, um, yeah I know. It's a bit well, scary. That's, that's gonna be exciting, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, how are you looking forward to it? I hope you are. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I really am. Um, yeah. I really am looking forward. It almost feels surreal at this point mm. that we're actually gonna do that. I'm a bit worried about the European shows being cancelled, but hopefully not. Excellent. Thank you very much for taking the time. And um, I really Thank like I, what I've heard of, <coughs> of uh, Tank or Nothing is, is brilliant. I really I love the fact that oh, you're Thank branching you. out to, into these areas. And musically, it's 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 really, really good, cool and interesting. And, and oh, uh, um, so good luck with that. And um, and good luck with the Blood Red Shoes as well. So, yeah, nice to see you back Thanks. in Brighton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to be back. Thank you. All right.